Oh, wow. And we're back. Um, we're now in the super duper, no seriously for real this time, guys, lockdown here in Ontario. Um, sponsored it- by the Tim Hortons egg and cheese sandwich. <laughs> And if you're a person of color, your chances of being shot on sight by the cops might have just gone up a little bit more. A lot more. Um, It's so funny because police departments around the province. So Doug Ford, uh, our horrendous premier, uh, said the police can stop whoever they want in the street for any reason at all. And then Black people around Ontario probably went, yeah, we know. (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to interpret this other than Doug Ford putting into words what is already true for a lot of Ontarians. And this is by no means an original thought. Like, I And and my favorite part is how, like, all of the, like, police departments of the Golden Horse, GTA, et cetera, et cetera, have been like... No, but like we're 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 not gonna do it. Like the government said, but we're not gonna do it. But like just because their Twitter put out some sort of statement saying they're not gonna do it and for us to know our rights doesn't mean, and I hate to sound like an idiot here, that the so-called bad apples aren't like gonna not listen to this. There has never been like a more mask off, maybe there has, but the Ontario government, to my knowledge, has never before had a more mask off policy of like, yeah, like this is what the police are for. Now we're just going to say it. <laughs> it. It's it's so it's so like blind and it's so White pointless and it's so infuriating because they're putting the blame on people that can't be blamed because they have to leave their house to go to work. To fucking package our Amazon orders so that we can go to the door and be like, ooh, no, my French and- press is here. And those are the people that are dying for our frivolity. So just either pay for them to stay at home or get them vaccinated or both. Now Doug Ford is trying to blame the pandemic going getting out of control in Ontario on the lack of vaccines. I'm saying now as if he hasn't been trying to do this for weeks his more recent comments about like, oh yeah, we just like don't have enough vaccines. That's why there's so many cases. Come on. It doesn't take like a genius to see how many countries were at zero cases before there was a vaccine even available, right? Like it's so infuriating when it's, we, we know that we know what works and yet our government, I mean, again, we know why, but our governments refuse to act. And it's because at some point they realized that the pandemic was more profitable for some people. Surprise demolition. Welcome to our new segment in the podcast where we show up. <laughs> um, the pandemic has proven so profitable for some people that they, I, I'm like, I'm convinced that they're lobbying any government that will listen to keep the pandemic going just a little <laughs> as a treat uh, so that they can keep making all this obscene money. Like, that's what I think is happening. Absolutely. Like, COVID is here to stay because now there's a need 
for vaccines, they're not just going to like, well, we're done making money off of Pfizer and AstraZeneca. Time to pack it up and go home. Problem solved. They're going to well, be like, no, 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 Mary. About, yeah. Boosters. They're, they're already talking about that six month booster shot. And like, I get it. I understand this is a science thing and that like, it, it's not that the vaccine doesn't work forever because they made it that way. It has more to do with like the type of vaccine, yada, yada, yada. But like, I also think that more research should go towards a one-time vaccine, like if possible. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. the chances of that happening are lower if people figure they can just keep selling the vaccine year to year. You were making a point. Yeah, I mean, my point was that the pandemic is going to go on in limited, like in a more and more limited capacity as time goes on, because like for some people, uh, this is true in the sense of like, we know the pandemic is going to rage for years and years in a lot of other countries, uh, uh, because the empire simply won't allow them access to the vaccine. Once again, like I said, because I think, I suspect because it's profitable simply for people to live in quarantine, it's profitable for people to live in isolation because if people are living in isolation, they don't really share resources. And if they're not sharing resources, then they need to buy everything for themselves. They uh, also can't organize. Yeah, it's it's kind and of- And complain in public. It's This is a very good take unrelatedly but i want to have said it is that housing real estate of any kind that since that sits vacant for more than six months should be con should be subject to con confiscatory tax rates meaning like we're just gonna thank you if you're not gonna house anyone that's wonderful i like i think that should be a thing personally if it would be better if like somehow that unused property or whatever could be taken and like used as housing for real for real well we what I, I i think under this program what would happen is the government would say if you don't fill the house in six months we're going to start taxing you out the ass like uh just so much you know what i mean and then they say okay and then like the the um owner is like i can't afford this tax rate and so the government goes, then thank you for the house. <laughs> because I love you, that. Because like, and in, in reality, think of it this way. Um, you are a homeowner or, or you are a multiple homeowner and you have a house that's sitting empty and you can't fill it. Um, at that point, if, if no one's in it, it's because your rent is too damn high. So that might actually incentivize you to lower rent because your choices are I either lower rent and make a little less money off this property than I normally would, or I pay a debilitatingly high tax rate, which will lead to my property eventually getting confiscated. And if you're the state, all those houses you confiscate, you give away. <laughs> like you give away rent free. You're like, you can just live here. That's that's such a wonderful step in the right Towards direction. Socialism. Do but is is that um is that a thing that's like uh, happening in our city or? I hope so. Like I, it okay. should be. I, I mean more so in regards to the the property sitting empty. 
No, unfortunately okay. not. For those of you that aren't familiar with our segment, Bean Water, this is where we find a coffee roast online and read the description. And then one of us tries to guess the name of the coffee. And for extra points, which aren't calculated, um, we try to guess the other characteristics of the coffee because... I'm so ready. Let's go. Exactly. Okay. Blank because that's the name, is a project with producers, partners, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Blank is a project with producer partners, Nicholas Hammond, Catalan de las Mercedes, and Chalo Fernandez, Las Palmas, that includes their communities into that nexus, combining coffees from their respective growing regions of Key Maltenango, Guatemala, and Paicol, Huila, Colombia, proceeds from blank, will directly support programs for coffee workers and their families at origin. In Quimaltenango, proceeds will support medical pop-ups and healthcare facilities through the Coffee Care Project in Paicol community. In Paicol, blank will fund a road initiative to improve conditions, increase safety and efficiency for farmers transporting their harvest. Combining these unique Central and South American regions creates a classically delicious coffee with just enough sweetness. We're proud to share this easy to love blend while supporting the communities who made it possible. So. I have some preliminary advice for the writers of this description. If your goal was to support the communities that made this coffee possible, one of the few things that you could do that would actually help the farmers is, um, oh, I don't know, pay them fair money for their coffee. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, I, hate, I hate when they tout this, like, we're going to pay the people who work for us and tr treat it like it's this thing that's <laughs> so humanitarian. It's like, it's like, oh my God, we colonized and raped and we make them harvest our bean water for us. And but you know, yes, roads. But, but they can have a little bit of healthcare. They can, they can make a little bit above, you know. Anyway, um, if, okay, I, I can give you, as you try to guess like the traits and perhaps the name, I can give you um the notes as the hints is this a starbucks coffee i must know it is not okay and it's and it's sponsored by charo <laughs> is that what i heard you say like <laughs> charo it literally comes out of her coochie coo no it's... like are you serious though Did, is charo's name attached to this coffee no, no, for libel reasons, Charo's name is not attached to this coffee. So do you want to try to like what 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 do you think is I the think, name okay. of this coffee? What do you think? What do you primarily, think is like primarily Latin American? I want to guess this is like a slightly um nutty coffee with like maybe some fruity notes, maybe citrus. It's a full guess, like when that Okay, okay. Um, I think this coffee, I mean, you said it comes from Colombia, no? Mm-hmm. I think it's called like, um, 
<laughs> okay, you, you kind of got it right. Um, oh. the, but the tasting notes, the tasting notes are black cherry, candied pecan, and smooth. I literally said nutty and fruity, did I not? You did, you did. Um, you get, it, it, it's a well-rounded, it, it's a well-rounded cup with subtle fruitiness, leaving is it a crisp like, finish. My final answer as to what this coffee is called is something like, um, taste the blood of Colombian farmer. That's the name of the blend. You're really close. You're really close. You're closer with this one than you were with the Hugo Chavez one. It's called community. No. Is this from McDonald? It is. This is Pilot Coffee Roasters Community Blend. Yeah, like taste the blood of co Colombian farmer blend. Well, thank you. So you are really good at this because you guessed it was fruity and sweet. She is a coffee master. Yep, yep, yep. And join us next time when I guess you'll have to pick something for me to guess. Can I tell you something funny? Always. I sharted today. <laughs> like, ruined my pants, sharted. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> we were so close. We hadn't talked about shit in forever. <laughs> um, okay. I, I just I, wanted to share that with you. I need the five W's and the one H. <laughs> so, so the is this why you were late? Is this why you were late to recording? You said you were at the store with your mom. Did you show yourself at the store? I wish. No, it's really way more boring than that. It happened okay. earlier today. <laughs> no, it happened early. I was lying in bed. I know, right? The worst place to shart. I was like lying in bed and I was like oh man I have to fart and then I farted little did I know I was like oh that was a big fart and then it and then it got wet and I was like that wasn't a big fart and I lay in bed I got out of bed like ripped off my sheets as I head into the bathroom I like threw my sheets into the tub I just why did you throw them into the tub? So I could wash them. In the tub? They're sheets. You want you don't you don't put them in, in the washing machine? I got oh girl, if you saw the shit stain that was on those sheets, you would wash them by hand too. <laughs> I'm lucky I am fortunate that I acted quick enough to not soil the mattress. Hold on. I don't Let know. Maybe me... it's maybe it's the Middle Eastern in me, but when I see shit on like fresh shit on something, I'm like, all right, we're going to the tub. We're taking care of this now. Can I tell you something though? One time when I was a child, and I was, um, I I had just gotten back from the Mandarin with my parents, and my dad was in there. Prime well, starting territory. <laughs> it was prime witching shitting hours my dad was already in the bathroom blowing ass and we only had the one bathroom oh, we... and I was just like pacing like holding my t-shirt just like oh my god just like hoping he would finish and then I like start to feel it oh no 
like the event horizon. I passed it. I passed it. The event horizon. I just went and just opened the door because it didn't lock. I just opened the door and went into the bathroom. And my dad's like, what the fuck? And I just like stepped into the tub. And my mom and my mom had like a bucket in the tub. Cause you like European moms always have just like a bucket or a basin in the tub. And and I just pulled down my my shorts, but not my underwear. And I just started shitting into your undies, but into the bucket. Okay. So that I wouldn't like make a mess. <laughs> and my dad's on the toilet shitting as well, just watching this happen. Because you pass the event horizon, you're like, it's coming and it's not going on the floor. It was our very version of inter, our very own version of Interstellar in that house. I was Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite holiday? Mm, New Year's Eve. I like counting down and pretending everything's over for a moment and then you just have to start again. What's your favorite holiday? May 1st. Work. Okay. I Literally, my... the worker's holiday. Yeah. Labor Day's cooler cousin or sibling. Absolutely. Labor Day. Labor Day's, honestly, it's Labor Day's MILF. May 1st is truly like I think Labor Day and May 1st are actually like uh, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison with Labor Day fulfilling the role of Thomas Edison (laughs) that is so true that's my take that no that's a very good way of putting it like May Day is the actual workers holiday when their rights are celebrated not like because labor day is literally just to be like you've worked all year long enough you can have one day off. here's one day um truly like no speeches nothing it's so sad to me that a may day is not widely celebrated on this part of the world so can you explain in your beautiful words with your beautiful mouth what may day is So this like article from Wikipedia is patently false. So, uh, listen to this intro. I'm actually kind of interested. I'm curious about this because like I know this to be false just from like, anyway. International Workers' Day, also known as Labor Day in most countries. Again, that's not true. Mm. Like in Portugal, do you celebrate May 1st? Do people celebrate May 1st? Not to my recollection, but if you're listening to this in Portugal, please write in. I haven't lived there in 17 years. Because in, in, in Turkey, they do. And it's a worker's holiday. It's not, no, it's not called Labor Day. In answer to your question, um, yes, in Portugal, May Day is celebrated. Um, I think Wikipedia is very anti-communist, actually. That wouldn't surprise me. I'm just like looking at it and I'm like. Yeah, but here we go. May 1st is an official holiday celebrated in Turkey. It was a holiday until 1981 when it was canceled after the 1918-80 coup d'etat. 
okay, I know May Day is the international workers' holiday um, to celebrate the triumph of labor over capital. <laughs> and uh, my favorite May Day experience was like being in Cuba for it because we all know a socialist country goes hard for May Day. Bitch, they go so hard. So we were, my co host and I were actually there at the same time um, for two different reasons. You went expressly for May Day with your family. And I went um, as part of this like school thing that I was doing. One of my, our project, was, our final project was to teach English for three weeks uh, to university students. And it coincided, it, it overlapped with May Day. Um, we didn't see each other, but we felt each other. We were both in the country at the same time. So I, I'm interested, what was, what was your May Day experience like? What, what was it like to be in Cuba for you during May Day? It's really interesting because um, I don't know that like, like we were tourists. So it would have been weird if we were like, in the marches and like at the speeches that would have just been kind of odd hang on were you were you were you played by um Johnny Depp or Angelina Jolie Angelina Jolie um so yeah like we we went like after things were kind of wrapping up mostly a because we didn't want to like like it wasn't for you, so you didn't yeah, want to exactly. like exactly like space. To say it. Um, but it was really cool to see the things that they had set up for May Day. Like um, the the march route was massive. Um, they had giant stages set up for people to speak. There were huge banners on a lot of the buildings. Like there are those buildings that have like the you know those famous ones in the capital that have like the drawings of Che on them and stuff yes yeah they were like banners on those buildings that had all these like socialist messages um Castro quotes and I don't know like people that like people in Cuba are so cool I love Cuba I love Havana I I it uh, like having like I'm gonna say live very loosely here but like having been like living there almost like a local was something that I re- was an experience that I really treasure because I realized like not everyone just gets to go to Cuba and experience it authentically um we weren't staying in a resort or anything like myself and my whole class we were like in a hotel across the street from the university mm-hmm. and we like we're just we were we got to see it exactly how like locals get to and like go to places that tourists didn't like always go to yeah like I wish I had that experience yeah like it was we we bars in Cuba? I believe they do but we I, I never ventured I never I never, I never attempted to go out just because um, when our first day there, when we were in the university and like getting to know like our class and whatever, we were talking to one of like the graduating students there and we were kind of just like, 
schmoozing respectfully as you do mm-hmm. and my teaching partner and I were saying like no yeah I think it's really cool like you know university seems to like care about your students and like we just like there were a lot of policies that we we like that we got to know about the school and like we're just like talking it up trying to be good 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 guests mm-hmm. and like it's kind of a faux pas to like apparently talk up Cuba or like an institution there while being not from there and like it was interesting it's to have to what sorry it's kind of faux pas as like an outsider to have an opinion on something of Cuba mm. and the edit can use my second explanation it's just it's more concise but um like because of like because of embargoes and because of mistreatment from capitalist societies, I just think the people there are like apprehensive to like be okay. Or that's kind of like what we were, we were warned going in is like people will be apprehensive towards you because they're not supposed to engage with outsiders. Hmm. So I can hardly blame them. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was, it was, it was an interesting it, it, it was like a, a stark realization to, to arrive at because like I remember at one point I told my professor we were out just like on the town exploring going to the store and someone thought I was Cuban and I was and I was like so so proud I was like hey I pulled it off yeah. and he told me and he's like oh okay just be careful because there was a year when we when we came with another group where someone got one of the students got like the police thought he was lying and they thought he was Cuban and he was cavorting with foreigners and they took him down to the station so my professor had to go like bail him out um but for May Day I didn't we were invited by some students to like participate in like their (laughs) pregame um but so like they kind of just like party all night they don't sleep and then they get on a bus and they go down to like the march and they listen to Raul and like do the speech and like have a whole like it's like a 24-hour kiki non-stop but honestly because you know they're gonna show up at the march so a little bit drunk and how else are you gonna sit through an hours long speech honestly still drinking of course absolutely um i didn't everywhere i didn't do anything like i didn't go pregame with them like some of us in our group some of them went into town and like got into the bars when they left um i had gotten food poisoning from oh my god and i got food poisoning twice in three weeks from what street food damn yeah but it was good the embargo Uh anytime like any anything negative happens in cuba i'm like this embargo man you want to know you know the first thing my mother said to me when she saw me after three weeks she was like oh I know you were hungry and all that but you look great um it's probably (laughs) your mom after you puking your guts out for three weeks you look fantastic slim as a cucumber (laughs) I mean, it did really help in my Bellamy audition. (laughs) Just kidding. I have too much body here. Well, Bellamy is European, aren't they? 
But like the Aryan European. Not worth my time. The Western yeah. Beauty Standard European. If you're not Andalusian or better, you can get out of here. <laughs> Wait, what's better than Andalusian? <laughs> Is Andalusian at the bottom? If you have to ask. <laughs> Bitch, I'm Andalusian adjacent. <laughs> Yeah, you're Andalusional, is what that is. Is, is what ah! that is. <laughs> I, you know what I want to. You know what I want to do before we wrap up. I want to know what your song of the week is. I'm so glad you asked. For this week, my chosen ballad happens to be. Um, as you know, like, uh, my ballad of the week is Purge the Poison. I have I done a Marina song already, though? I can't do two. You can't. Why are we placing embargoes on the amount of Marina songs we're allowed to talk about? You're right. You're right. We're anti embargo over here. Um, I absolutely think Purge the Poison. It, is worth everybody's time. Oh, and then some. Get that into your on repeat playlists if you love yourselves. What was your song of the week, babe? My song for this week, Bides, is Plague by Crystal Castles. Um, it just really goes. I've heard this song before. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so we did. Well, hey. We just want to say thank you so much for pressing play and hanging out with us in your ear holes. We had a great time. Where can they find you? You can find me sucking the tailpipe of a truck at an inspection station on somewhere on the QEW. And you can find me harassing some poor bubble tea shop worker begging them to give me an extra large cup just filled with tapioca.